Hello there. I'm Kios Theron and Beatmaker. And on this episode of the Monday Mindset, we're going to discuss always doing your best. But before we discuss always doing your best, we must discuss the ultimate nemesis. And that is doubt. We all constantly deal with doubt. Doubt can be an itch that never goes away. As we continue to scratch that itch, so do we scratch away all of our self-confidence and reassurance we had in ourselves. Before we had our conscious allergic reaction. That is doubt. We have to remember that doubt is just one aspect of fear. The side of fear that whispers words of discouragement points out our insecurities and weaknesses, makes us feel helpless, hopeless, and wanting to give up. That is our demons speaking. We, we all have demons, but I don't mean in the sense of, of your, um, what you've experienced in your past, whether in regards to abuse or anything of of that matter. What I mean by demons, I mean by it's this, it's a part of you, like your shadow self, but it contains all of the negative aspects of yourself. Um, It, you can envision it in yourself. You know, when you you know, think of all the aspects of yourself that you are insecure about, that you don't feel confident about. And if you were to envision that, what would it look like to you? And that would be your demon. And your demon is a combination of everything that you have experienced, everything that you have dealt with emotionally, physically. And it takes all of that and it uses it against you. You know, doubt has an incredible, uncanny ability that even a little bit of it, it could change the course of history. It could change whether or not your team succeeds. I mean, it's it's incredible how much power we allow doubt to have over us. And it's concerning because, especially if you don't realize that it's doubt that is really affecting you, you tend to shift the blame onto other aspects of your emotions. Um, and, you know, the reason why I, I would say that that um, doubt is the ultimate nemesis is because I feel that um, the moment doubt sets in, there is a ripple effect of all these other negative emotions that amplify. You can almost say that, in my opinion, for me, you know, doubt is like the root of all insecurities. And um, and it all stems from, you know, we've all been, you know, made fun of for, you know, it could be passive aggressive, passive aggressive, Aggressive, I don't know why I can't talk, but um, what I mean is like people can make, you know, backhanded comments to you. That's a good way of saying it. Um, And it can be friends and it can be family and that, you know, it hurts, but it also leaves in doubt and, and that doubt begins to grow and it spreads um, like an infection and it spreads to other aspects of your conscience, other aspects of your, your strengths. And it turns your strengths into weaknesses because, you know, um, perhaps, like I'll use a a perfect example that just kind of popped into my head. You know, my mom, you know, she wanted to, um, my mom had um, three other sisters. So, and my my mom was the, she was the, um, she was the, the wild card of the family. Um, And when she was younger, she was telling me about how um, 
she got this big chicken bone and um she was she dried it out and she was planning on wrapping it up in her hair and going to school with it and um when my mom was planning was getting ready to do that and putting it in um an, an aunt of mine was telling her her sister was like oh my god I, you cannot wear that. I cannot go into school with you. I cannot be seen around you looking like that. And you know, my mom then was embarrassed, and she didn't. She didn't do it. Um, you know, she. You know, she doubted herself that, in the sense that, wow, like, one, she was already embarrassed, and you know that insecurity set in about, you know, wearing something different. Um, and, you know, I thought you, you, when I think about that, it's like, then, you know, and my mom has brought this up to, you know, in relation to things that I was going through personally, she was like, you know, that was one moment in my life that ever since then, I was afraid to wear the things that I like to wear and be kind of goofy and, and out there. And I bring that up because that example, because that moment, you know, she was embarrassed, but then she doubted herself moving forward every time she wanted to kind of wear something wacky or goofy. I mean, my mom finally got cowboy boots. She's always wanted to wear cowboy boots. And, you know, she always felt, you know, that she would look weird or people would make fun of her. And, you know, I I contribute a lot of that to what my aunt said when she was younger. And then it stuck with her. And, and that doubt of never really believing that you can wear cowboy boots or, you know, put a, a chicken bone in your hair to look like um, she was from the Flintstones. I don't remember her name. I know there was a Bam Bam but I don't remember, what was her name? Cha-Cha? Was it Cha-Cha? I think it was Cha-Cha. It was Cha-Cha. Pretty sure it was Cha-Cha. Um, but, you know, I, I think of that and it's like, you know, we've all have, you know, like, we've all had things like that go on with us. And I feel like, yeah, it's an insecurity um, because someone kind of like made fun of what you were wearing. I mean, even for me with my weight, you know, I was always made fun of about my weight. You know, I had a shirt, um, and it was, it was all of the fat, the fat Albert crew. And, um, I really liked the shirt and I would wear it all the time. And kids would look at me and, and point to fat Albert and be like, Oh, that's you. Oh, that's you. Um, and, you know, I try to kind of play it off and like, oh, you mean this guy? Oh, you mean that one? You know, and eventually they would get annoyed and, and walk away. Um, and that was the only way I could really stand up for myself. You know, being the only kid of color in an all-white school, <laughs> you know, your hands are pretty much tied. But, you know, regardless of that, what I'm trying to say is that for me, I've always struggled with my weight. Um, and because of my, my my insecurities about my weight and the doubt, it made me doubt my the strengths that I had. Um, despite the fact that, you know, you know, I've had plenty of, you know, beautiful and, and really nice women, you know, pass through my life and have taught me a lot of valuable lessons about myself and how to move forward with relationships. And, you know, I wasn't always in the best of shape, but, you know, they valued, not only they valued my, my, my personality, but they really did see the good looks in me. And I never, you know, I've always had people tell me that I was a good looking guy, friends, family, um, you know, girls that were interested in me, but I never really believed it. Um, even now, I still, I still don't believe it. And and there are days where I'll, you know, put on an outfit and be like, damn, man, you looking good today. Mm, mm, mm. 
but you know, I, I think that that's me kind of just, you know, stroking my own ego, um, which I think is okay to do in moderation. Um, cause I think it's a good way to kind of overcome those moments of doubt. Um, you know, I recently did a photo shoot, um, and it was a lot of fun and I'm looking at the photos and I'm, I'm wearing my fur coat and I'm like, man, I look real good. And I was really proud of myself. And I was also proud because I'm like, wow, you can, you can see how much weight I've lost. And, you know, but even though like I've lost, you know, a, a substantial amount of weight and I'm still doing well and, and eating healthy, it's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not when I lose a couple more pounds, then maybe I'll try talking to a girl. When I lose a couple more, I tell myself that. And even after I lose a couple more pounds, I'm like, a couple more, a couple more. I don't, I don't know. Maybe when I'm, I don't know. <laughs> so I think it's kind of like that, you know, that when it's a little bit of doubt, like maybe when I lose enough weight and I'm fit enough, then maybe more than my personality will be that I don't know and I'm so working through that you know I'm working through it with you guys right now I, I don't know um if you guys have any thoughts or feelings about what I'm what I'm saying right now and 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 maybe you can offer me some advice because I, I don't really know I don't know but if you're going through something similar like me you know please feel free to email me at the Monday mindset zero zero nine at gmail.com that is the monday mindset zero zero nine at gmail.com all lowercase letters um so yeah i mean i don't know maybe someone can tell me why i feel like that or offer some insight or if you're going through some similar you know insecurities and doubts in yourself, please feel free to email me. Um, I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts or questions, comments, concerns, whatnot. Um, now, back to the show. It, it, it's like, I think, you know, I, since, you know, I used that example of my mom and, you know, about, you know, her insecurities about wearing cowboy boots. And my mom looks cute as hell with her with her cowboy suit on. She looks great. Um, she still can't walk in them. She's still trying to break those puppies in, kind of like a horse. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it's cool. Because even for me, like, I'm finally at a, uh, at a weight where I feel comfortable to actually wear clothing that I've always wanted to wear. But that, you know, I'd, you know, walk by, you know, what's it called? Just men's. And, I, and I'd always dream about, man, one day I'm going to fit into a pair of those jeans or fit into a, one of those dress shirts. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's, it's just kind of funny to me. You know, the way, you know, before I, before I got this, um, this, you know, high tech scale i used to gauge if i was um losing weight by whether or not i could see my black panther <laughs> and i'll tell you any brothers out there who who knows what it has to be a big belly they know exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> so you know that was that was my i didn't want to scale so i was like you know if i have to like <clears throat> you know, reach over the mountaintop to see Black Panther, then, uh, you know, I know I got some work to do. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, you know, it kind of makes, it just makes me think back to this, um, this guy named Nick. Um, I will never forget this man. Uh, shout out to Nick. If you're ever out there, he used to work at, um, the community center and, uh, at Camp Mansfield, shout out to Camp Mansfield. Oh, I got some stories about that one day if y'all are interested. Um, yeah, shout out to Jesus. But anyways, I'm getting distracted. So Nick, right? This dude. All right, this dude had to been pushing. Oh, like he must have been like two eighty. He was pushing three hundred. 
But man, could this guy charm his way into any girl's... I mean, it was incredible. I don't mean to sound like sexual, but like he... he he was like Lando Calrissian, like, you know, Lando had the looks and the charm and the suave, you know, the whole package, but Nick had all of that as well, despite his size, I will never forget watching him, he used to work reception at the community center, and um, he, I will never forget, this, this cute little blonde girl comes, uh, comes in, and he just starts talking to her. I don't remember what he said, but he, she ended up leaving all, you know, you know, just blushing and just gushing at him. And then, um, you know, we, I go off and play basketball with friends and, and, you know, later on we, we come by and like, Nick, how's it going? Did you, you know, is it, oh, it's going good, man. You just miss it. I just got that girl's number. And it was literally like the amount of times we would see this man talk and, and get these, these girls in their tight sports legging outfits, just, you know, we're talking fit girls. This 300 pound man would get these fit girls and it was like how 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 it just it it boggled the mind of all me and my friends we didn't understand how this man could do this and what i mean like this man was pushing 300 pounds and he was picking up girls who were 190 160 these tiny little fit things it was mind-boggling it just crossed my mind mind-boggling Still don't know how he did it. Still don't. But he was a smart man. He knew how to talk. He was funny, charming, inviting. He had a warm presence. It was fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Um, but I mean, uh, the reason why I bring that up, bring him up, because he's a perfect example of a man who never doubted himself, despite his weight. And he knew that was the best part about it. He knew he was a big, fat fucking dude. I apologize for my language. Sorry. But he knew that. He knew he would say that. Yeah, I, I know. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah, but look at the girls I'm talking to. And we were like, well, yeah. I mean, we can't really argue with you on that. You know, we were 14, you know, 14, 13-year-old kids. Like, to us, this guy was like, how does he do it? You know, none of us could pull that off. None of us to this day can pull that off. <laughs> he, he was a man of a different time. Uh, you know, so I bring him up because he's a perfect example of someone who never doubted himself. And if there was a time, he never mentioned it. And, and maybe that's because, I mean, I don't know. I would love to sit down with him now, now that I'm you know, 29 and I'm a lot older and I could, you know, probably get a better grasp of his mindset. I mean, it really all comes down to his, his mindset and himself. So, you know, I, I just think, you know, doubt is, is, you know, it's the biggest nemesis that prevents us from always doing our best. Because no matter whether it's your final exam, no matter whether, you know, Whatever it can be, it can be, it just doesn't matter what it is in your life. The moment doubt sets in on that, you're not going to do your best because you're going to be more focused on not doubting yourself and not focusing on the moment because you're going to be, all of your insecurities and are just going to stem from that moment of doubt in whatever you're working towards, in your goals, in your education, in your relationships. You know, I feel that, you know, doubt is the root of resistance. It is, you know, the, almost like the soul of resistance. And I know I said this in last episode, and I'll say it again. Please, order yourself um, Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art. You don't have to be an artistic person to appreciate and value the message that this book has to offer especially when it comes to 
doubt. I highly recommend you get it. You see, I feel that as we get older, we have various mindsets for our emotions in regards to the various aspects of our lives. We develop a, a thick emotional skin for some aspects of our emotional experiences. But doubt is one emotion none of us will ever have a thick enough skin for. And even though I brought up, you know, Nick, I'm sure that even though Nick could charm his way into a woman's heart, there was always a level of doubt. But I always think about it that um, that level of doubt, it can encompass all the, as all the negative aspects of our emotions, of our weaknesses and fears. But the question is, who are you in your mind? Are you the doubt? Are you the person that uses the doubt to its advantage? Because doubt is the most precious and most useful weapon against us. Used against us, I mean, by resistance, as I said earlier. You know, whatever situation you find yourself in and doubt is setting in, it has already made its home. And resistance puts its feet up on the conscious couch. Do not give in to the demon. Instead, challenge it. Like Dick, like Dick, <laughs> like Nick did. Challenge it. Battle doubt with positive reassurance in the aspects of your life that are filled with joy, filled with accomplishments and peace of mind. Take that positive energy from those aspects and apply it against doubt. Doubt can be the root of all of our fears, or it can be the energy that gives us the will to succeed, to always do your best. Don Miguel says, if you try too hard to do your best, you'll spend more energy that is needed. In the end, your best will not be enough. Let me say that again for you. If you try too hard to do your best, you will spend more energy that is needed. In the end, your best will not be good enough. You see, this quote, it really hits me hard. And I'm sure for many of you as well. I'm going to tell you all something. I learned early on in my 20s. Something that's going to be hard for everyone to hear. But in the end, no matter how supportive your friends and family and loved ones, the only person who truly has your back and supports you through your evolutionary growth is yourself. You see, I have this saying, the only person I'm trying to impress is myself. Because everything that I do, my hopes, my dreams, my goals, expectations I have of myself, it's not to impress my family, friends, or the ladies who broke my heart. I'm trying to impress myself of myself. So that way, when I go to bed, and wake up each morning and look myself in the mirror, I see the reflection of a man who is not only damn sexy and charming as fuck, a man who stands taller than shadows, reassures himself in the moment that he's always doing his best. Because as long as my inner self is impressed, I have no one to impress, and I have nothing to doubt. Because I'm always doing my best, and I live my life as a lesson learned. I think back to that moment when I was in the corner in the trail. I did this in a previous episode. 
how to fear, you know, I was in the corner, you know, I was at this corner in the trail and I had the fear of the unknown. The doubt I felt in myself for not having the strength to face the unknown. But I did not get into my demon. I did not give into it. Instead, I allowed myself to be in the moment. To be one with the surroundings. To give myself to myself. And I knew that no matter how far I go into the unknown, I did my best. Better than I was yesterday. Better than I was a minute before. How many of us can say that about ourselves? How many of us can say that instead of running from doubt, running from the unknown, creating the excuses of why we can't embrace the unknown? We are the happy few. We embraced it. We reveled in it, celebrated it, and made it our own. And that is what it means to always do your best. Doing your best, you are going to live your life intensely. You are going to be productive. You are going to be good to yourself because you will be giving yourself, your family, your community, to everything. I love this quote by Don Miguel because I always talk about how everything that we do has a ripple effect. Every action, every choice, every word, it affects our inner self, affects our friends and loved ones, co-workers, tend to forget, we tend to forget that we are a living organism. To quote one of my songs, Dream of Her, Dream of Me, I have a line where I go, emotional infections compromise your perception of me. If we allow our emotional infections to compromise our perception, our way of life, our choices and actions, we are doing harm to our families, our community, our little pocket universe, I like to call it. Because we are an organism in a little universe that we inhabit. When you take away the world and, and social media, we live in a small community that includes your work, your friends, your family, your hobbies, all that influences you, especially your pets. It influences you and your actions towards the inner self and the world around you. The fact that everything that we do has a ripple effect, it creates and it has a positive and negative consequences, right? You gotta think about that. Everything that we do, it creates ripple effects. And those ripple effects have a negative and positive consequence. There's an equal but opposite reaction. Always doing your best ensures that every consequence has a positive and equal reaction. Take what you give and you give what you share. You know? <laughs> I mean, after what happened Wednesday, you know, now is the time more than ever that we need to do our best. So we can prove to one another, to our community, we have the best intentions for the inner self. 
that is just as much part of this world that we inhabit. To lead by example. To motivate those around us to step up and be the best versions of themselves. We can train our mindsets to live that way. You can spread this into a generational mindset of always doing your best and knowing that our best is bigger than us. Because always doing your best allows the universe to conspire in your favor. Think about that. You know, always doing your best conspires the universe in your favor. And if you've been listening to my podcast for a minute, you've probably heard me say the universe conspires in your favor so many times. Because I love the book, The Alchemist by Pablo Coelho. For me, that is one of my Bibles. One of my religious texts, so to speak, that I live by, in a sense. And, um, you know, when you're always doing your best and the universe conspires in your favor, you know, like I said earlier, you know, it gives a reaction. It has a positive and equal reaction. And opportunities open up for you. People come into your life that shape and change and help you grow, help you become the better version of yourself. You, you, are leading by example. You know, if you have a family, children, a wife, a husband, you know, kids, whatever it can be, if they see you always doing your best, that motivates them, that inspires them. And they have a choice. They can choose to always do their best. Or they can choose to see everyone else doing their best and falling behind. And, you know, some people, you know, they don't want you to always do your best. And you can be seeing someone, dating someone, married to someone like that. You could have friends like that. They see the potential in you. They see what you can be. And they know that they don't have the strength or the will or the desire to be the best version of themselves. But they don't want to be left behind. So they pull you down. They don't want you to do your best. And when you do, they give you shit for it. They're passive aggressive about it. They're jealous of it. We've all been there. We've all experienced people like that. Friends, family, relationships. We've all experienced it. You know what I say to that? I'm going to have to make this episode explicit. I say fuck that. That's their choice. That is a reflection of who they are. That has nothing to do with you. And remember that when anyone tries to hold you back from doing your best, hates on you for doing your best, is jealous of you, is passive aggressive towards you because you're always doing your best, because you're striving to be the better version of yourself, they don't deserve you. And they know that. They know that they can't be the best version of themselves because they gave up trying. Because they never wanted to, to to begin with. And so, don't humor them anymore. You don't need to seek validation through them. 
You don't need validation of them. Like I said earlier, the only person I'm trying to impress is myself. And Vin Diesel agrees with me. <laughs> yes, sir. See you in space. <laughs> oh, God. When is that series going to end? The only thing, they don't deserve or value you. Because, and, and it has nothing to do, they can't even, it's not has to do with meet the expectations that you want. They can't meet the expectations of themselves. Because they see the expectations that you have of yourself, of your inner self. They don't have that for themselves. So that's why they hold you back. Whether it's friends, family. And like I said, in the end, the only person who will, only, who will always have your back, who will always be there for you, is yourself. Because let's be honest and let's be real, people. Friends, family, loved ones, co-workers, whoever the fuck it is. You're never going to truly satisfy them. That's the reality of the world that we live in. Because everyone already has preconceived notions of you and preconceived expectations of you. So even if you succeed and go above and beyond, it might not even be enough. And we've all experienced people like that. And like I said, the only person that you need to impress is yourself. Because the end, that's the only person who will have your back. That's the only person who will actually validate you. That's the only person who sees the potential in you. That's the only person who sees the better version of you. I know, Vin. I know. I'm speaking truth. The brother just can't let it love. He loves it. So all I'm trying to say is You matter. Your best matters. It doesn't matter to anyone else. It doesn't matter to your coworkers. It doesn't matter to your boss. It doesn't matter to your, your followers, any of that nonsense, your political party, none of that. In the end, are you impressed with yourself? Can you look yourself in the mirror and say, yeah. I'm doing good. I'm on the path. I'm proud of myself. Because I woke up going to sleep knowing that I did my best. And to quote Don Miguel, on the other hand, if you take action just for the sake of doing it without expecting a reward, you will find that every action you do, you're not attached to the reward. This quote, this quote, it coincides perfectly with what I'm saying when I state, always doing your best conspires the universe in your favor. I really appreciate this statement because I think it, it really solidifies my statement. And I quote, if, no, no, hold on. Not my statement, Don Miguel's statement. Yeah. If you've done your best and the judge tries to judge you according to your book of law, you've got the answer. I did my best. There are no regrets. By Don Miguel. And I like that. Because no matter the outcome, you can always stand proud with your head held high, knowing that you did your best and you lived your life as a lesson learned. And whether the judge is the inner self or the maker, you stayed true to yourself and no one can take that away from you. Not even God himself. When you do your best, 
to learn to accept yourself, you have to be aware and learn from your mistakes. And this quote by Don, you know, I feel that is the very reason we, our conscious journeys through the art of living is learning how to accept ourselves. Our consciousness, our journey through the art of living is learning how to accept ourselves. Like I said earlier, the only person you should be impressing is yourself because you can choose to live life a lesson learned or you can live life as a constant mistake. And how many of us have chosen to live life as a constant mistake? Well, you saw them storm the Capitol. Oh, boy. You know, I... And this is the thing about when you live life as a constant mistake, you don't have any accountability for yourself because you you blame everyone else. Victim blaming. We've all played the victim. We've all said, oh, it was, it was them. It was, we don't hold accountability for ourselves. And that is why people live life with a constant, they live life as a constant mistake because they have no accountability for themselves. And when you have when you have no accountability for yourself, you'll never do your best. And that's the reality of the situation. And if you're one of those people who doesn't have any accountability to yourself and you're listening to this, now is the time. Now is the time as I say it, as I like to say, do a deep dive in yourself. You know, if you're not going to have any accountability for yourself, then you're never going to succeed and you're never going to thrive in the art of living. And the only person you can have to blame is yourself. No one else. And, you know... When you live life a lesson learned, you're never disappointed. And you're, you're, you're constantly grateful and proud. Because even if things don't work out, even if you fail, at least you know how not to fail. And you know what? That's a better lesson. That's a better reason to thrive and to enjoy failure. There have been so many times where I've made mistakes now that I see, oh, okay, this is what I could have done better. Okay, this is how I could have, I should have promoted it this way, or I should have, you know, there's so many different things. The arrangement of the track, I should have done this better. And, but I, I don't, I'm not mad at myself. I'm not disappointed. And I'm like, all right, now I know how I can make it better. Now I know how to do this right. And, and that's the, the joy and the, 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 the bliss of living life as a lesson learned because you're never disappointed and you're always holding yourself accountable because in the end, you can look at a situation and be like, all right, these are the mistakes that I made. These are the, the choices that I made that led to this outcome. And even if something that someone else did affects your failure, you still can't blame it on them. Everyone has to take their part. And whether or not they want to take their accountability of what they did doesn't matter. All that matters is what you are holding yourself accountable for. doesn't matter about them. If they don't want to, like we said, they're going to live life as a constant mistake. And that's their choice. You can't fix people. You can't save people. I've learned that the hard way. I've lived that life as a mistake. And I won't do that again. 
and neither should you. To quote Amy Winehouse, how can I help you if you can't help yourself? If you do your best and search for personal freedom, in the search for self-love, you'll discover that it's just a matter of time before you find what you're looking for. I love that quote. Because it really, Don's quote, it goes so well with Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. Like I've said in past episodes, we are all on our hero's journey. A never-ending and ever-learning journey. A cycle that we continue to go through until our bodies are laid to rest and we go upon the next journey. Wherever that may be, whoever you may be, if you always do your best, that mindset will manifest within each lifetime. Take a deep breath. And breathe in the sweet feeling of always doing your best. How do you feel? Take a moment and think of what it means to always do your best. Ask yourself, what does that mean for you? You know, Don Miguel has a great statement. Expressing what you are is taking action. I love that. Because that's exactly what it means to always do your best. Because doing your best means taking action. Taking action in the moment with mindful intent, emotional balance, and positive action. How do you expect to manifest your dreams and your goals into reality? How do you expect to be the person you are destined to be? Sir Edmund Hillary had a great saying. If I can see it in my head, I can hold it in my hand. That is the very essence of expressing what you are in action. If I can see it in my head, I can hold it in my hand. Had Sir Edmund Hillary never envisioned himself upon Mount Everest, would he have ever reached the edge of heaven? I think not. Because without expression, there is no heaven. As Don Miguel says, action is living fully. Inaction is the way that we deny life. And by denying life, you are denying your personal freedom, your personal legend. That is what inaction represents. Denying yourself the freedom of expressing who you are. Expressing the best version of yourself. The true self. The hero's journey, in my opinion, uncovers the identity of the true self. The journey of living fully. The journey of expression. Ask yourself, what is the journey of expression for you? What does that mean for you? Who are you? Who is the true self? Who is the person that you have been denying? Are you denying the cowboy boots that you've always wanted to wear? Who are you denying? Are you denying yourself the journey of expression because of the world around you? Because of family and friends and loved ones who have given up on their journey? Who have let 
those in their life influence and prevent the expression of their journey? Who are you? Are you them? Are you their manifestation and expectations of the person they want you to be? Or are you the true self? The true self who is on the journey of expression. The journey of a life lived as a lesson learned. That's what you have to ask yourself. Because the journey of expression is the journey of the true self. And only you can determine the journey. As I always say, the destination determines the journey. Remember that. The destination determines the journey. As Don Miguel says, God is life. God is life in action. The best way to say I love you, God, is to live your life doing your best. We are life. We are God. When the universe conspires in your favor, you are the master of the universe, the creator and the created. You manifest a life destined to be loved, to be lived, to be true. As Miguel says, you can only be you when you do your best. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Monday Mindset. To learn more about myself and how you can support The Monday Mindset, head over to my Patreon page at Ronin Art and Music. That's Ronin Art and Music. If you're listening to this on your preferred streaming service, please make sure to subscribe. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, leave a comment and review. Slap that notification bell. On iTunes, please make sure to subscribe rate the podcast, and leave a review as this will help me and the podcast grow. Stay positive, stay focused, stay true, and much love.